Let's go to the NFL. It is, of course, that time of year. And uh, Micah Parsons, Rob, one of the great defenders in the league today. Uh, Two fantastic games to start the season. And um, I actually thought through the first two games of the year, he was the MVP. Now, that's obviously early, but, you know, I thought he was the best player in football through those first two games. Obviously, now that wouldn't be the case. Tua Tung Viola would be the number one guy uh, right now in the MVP race. And Micah wouldn't be that close because he, he, he didn't dazzle, to say the least, in the third game, a loss to the mediocre at best Arizona Cardinals. But, Rob, a lot of people, I've mentioned him and, and Lawrence Taylor before. Uh, a lot of people really started comparing them recently. Uh, and Bill Belichick has talked about that. Here he is. Comparing players like that, it's not really. I would just say, like, I wouldn't put anybody ahead of Lawrence Taylor, period. No, maybe I'm prejudiced. I mean, I saw that guy every day for over a decade, and he tilted the field for a decade. So until somebody does that, and there's a lot of great players. I'm not taking any away from anybody else. There's a lot of great players that have been in this league that are in this league. But personally, I'm not putting anybody ahead of Lawrence Taylor. Not yet. Chris, Chris, I'm, I'm with Bill Belichick. And, and I had the pleasure. I was a young reporter in New York, Chris, and I covered Lawrence Taylor. I, I, I saw it up close. Yep. I was at Giant Stadium, the old, you know, the old Giant Stadium, and covered those games. Lawrence Taylor was a wrecking machine, and that is no diss to Micah. You know what I mean, Chris? I'm not right. saying he can't play or he's not a – Tremendous football player, but I'm sorry. Uh, Lawrence Taylor and and Bill Belichick said it. He tilted the field, Chris. He he tilted the field, and he was one of those guys that uh, you had to know where he was on the field. Like they, I, I don't I don't care what who was playing, who was quarterback, any other position. Lawrence Taylor was a monster, Chris. And when you look at Micah Parsons, here's the problem. There are other guys, Chris, who have, uh, you know, even better numbers than him. He's not even, like, the best pass rusher since he's been in the league. You know what I mean? Like, like so, so how can we – I know it's great because when he first came on the scene, he was all over the place, and people were like, how do you defend this guy? And his presence, Chris, was electric on the when you watch the game. Correct? Like, like there he is, Micah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Electric. There he is. He got yep. through again. Oh my God! Who oh, can? Man. They can't block him. Like it felt like that. But if you pull the curtain back on some other players uh, during this time, uh, how about T.J. Watt, Chris? In uh, eight less games, three and a half more sacks. One more fumble recovery, one more forced fumble, same number of defensive uh, touchdowns, and one less quarterback hit. Uh, he was a defensive player of the year. Uh, Micah d- does not have that. He hasn't done it yet. Uh, so so there are other players who you could put ahead of him already at this point. So it hasn't been like the meteor- meteoric uh start to where he's got all those things like like Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys who has all those things Chris from the very beginning 
the MVP, the Super Bowl. He has the hardware. Right. And, right. and Micah Parsons just doesn't have that yet. Well, look, I certainly agree with Bill Belichick saying you don't put anybody ahead of LT. LT is, Rob, not only, I think virtually everybody says the greatest defensive player ever. He's in the discussion for greatest football player ever. He's got to be up there in the yeah, top three. I, I'm right. one that doesn't put Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever. I think Tom I, Brady. I would never say the yeah. best football player yeah. ever. Um, but I, I, LT's in that discussion. Um, and I, and in fairness to people, I don't think anybody and Rob G speak up if if you can think of someone. I don't think anybody's put him Micah ahead of. LT. No, I mean, but I, just I, that he's in that conversation, that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 Belichick did. Now I don't know if he was being strategic. Um, but no, he I'm said sure I wouldn't him. put anybody ahead of LT. He didn't say I wouldn't put anybody in the conversation with Lawrence Taylor. I wouldn't put anybody on the same level as Lawrence Taylor. He didn't say the comparisons are ridiculous. He just said I wouldn't put anybody ahead, which everybody would agree with that. Here's the one pushback I'd have on your because you kind of said the numbers. You know, you got guys. I mean, Nick Bosa was defensive player of the year last year. T.J. Watt's numbers are better uh, than Micah's. Um, it, it is a lot. I mean, Micah's got good numbers too, but it is a lot of just watching the game. And I know you watch them as well, so I'm not. You know, I'm not saying you don't. Um, but it's watching Micah. And what he's doing on the field. Again, particularly in those first two games, where he was he's lining up on so many different parts of the field, the line of scrimmage, and he is just putting so much pressure on the quarterbacks. Whether he sacks them or not, the the havoc he was wreaking and how he was making the offense have to account for him. That is what had people like, my goodness, this looks like Lawrence Taylor. And like I said, it's not just about numbers. Lawrence Taylor only led the league in sacks once, one time. And he only led the league. That was the only category he ever led the league in. He had one touchdown um, one year, his second year. That was tied for the most by a defensive player. But he never led the league in in you know, fumbles recovered, fumbles uh, forced, or, you know, anything. I mean, fumbles forced, they didn't keep it that time, but fumbles, he didn't lead the league in any of that stuff. His first two years, Rob, nine and a half sacks his first year, seven and a half his second year, um, nine his third year, you know, but he was defensive player of the year his first two years. Not so, right. again, it was about, People just looking, similar to Micah, people just looking at the impact he was having on the game, not just how many sacks he got and things like that. Yeah, I get that. But but the heart, but the same thing, Chris, if you if you look at Micah without the – and saying he doesn't have, you know, the big numbers and looking at and him. And he does have good like, – no, Micah's no, no, got but, 13 but sacks his first year, but, 13 and a half. Last year. But winning defensive player of the year is what separates the two. You know, right. you talked He's about his first. second both years. Yeah, the first yep. two years. And the other thing, too, is obviously the Giants won two Super Bowls with LT there, and that was a big part of it. And their defense oh, back yeah, then, absolutely. Chris, was that a was monster. The that was the team. They had Phil Simms, and they won with Jeff Hostetler, right? Yep. 
It didn't matter. The right. quarter. Phil Sim wasn't some big-time uh, 400-yard passer or anything. You know, he was a good quarterback, one great. And Jeff Hosteller filled in when he was hurt, and they won two Super Bowls. Their yep. defense was what that team was all about. Yeah, no, nah, no question. And and I think, too, and Rob, if, if I'm not mistaken, and this is funny, um, but, you know, it, it's you just got to – you have to understand, and, and you'll get what I'm saying, Rob. Someone posted, um, I believe, because it was talked about at my, at my job, the TV show First Things First. Um, you know, obviously Joe Namath was critical of Zach Wilson. And someone posted their numbers. <laughs> and as you might imagine, Rob, uh, Zach Wilson's were rivaling Joe Namath. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but obviously you can't put Zach Wilson in the same sentence as Joe Namath. But, but it's a different as far game. As in, and, right, all-time great stop. and all that. And, and Joe Namath has some things, Chris, when you talk about it. I'm not here to say Joe Namath was the greatest quarterback or anything but he, like that. he was a legit Hall of Famer. He was a, he was, and first, first to throw, throw for 4,000 yards. Yep. They weren't throwing yep. the football like that. You know, right. people can say whatever they want. 4,000 back then, Chris, that was a lot of yards that he threw for. Oh, gosh. And, and yes. he won a Super Bowl against the, the Baltimore Colts, who yep. were one of the greatest football teams in, at that time, Chris, right, in NFL history with um, Don, uh, Don uh, Shula, who was the head coach of that team. Well, he looked. Uh, he led the AFL twice in passing yards, led the NFL once, led the NFL in passing touchdowns. This is Joe Namath I'm talking about. Um, led the league's total three times in yards per game. Like, he was, you know, at that time, you can't – my point is you can't just look at the numbers because quarterbacks and receivers were not protected like they are today. So the numbers are going to be much better today, nor did they throw it as much. Even Namath throwing for 4,000 yards, he didn't throw it nearly as much as quarterbacks do today. So and, and, and that's something. And my, I brought that up because it's similar with sacks, Rob. Now, Lawrence Taylor had 20 sacks. The year he won, uh, they won the Super Bowl in 85 or 86, but the 85 season, he had 20 and a half sacks to lead the league. That was his third defensive player of the year award. That's the year he won the MVP, last defensive player to do it. Um, guys should get, and I don't know if it was, uh, Rob Woodson, who mentioned it on our show, or I heard it somewhere else, Rob. But he's right. Guys should get more sacks today because they Your throw pat, it so they much. They throw more. the ball, and that, and yeah. that's what I was going to say, Chris. LT having twenty and a half sacks in nineteen eighty six. That might be thirty five sacks today. because that, he knows that. You know what I mean? Because think about that. They were running the ball. They had, they had right. running backs. You right. didn't know it was a pass every down or three out of four downs. That's right. an incredible you number. Just, just you know, running, running. Just forget about somebody right. running just by you. Quarterback, every no doubt, no doubt about it. So you just need to keep that in mind as you look. You know, I'm talking to the listeners as you look at some of these stats. Don't don't rush out. Remember the person rushed out there a few years ago, Rob, when Ryan Fitzpatrick was in one of his yep. little Fitz magic runs for three or four games before he turned back into a pumpkin. Right, and they said he's got more career touchdown passes than Troy Aikman. I mean, it ended up looking foolish because you have to understand the context. It's like saying LeBron James has more three-pointers made than Larry Bird. He's a better three-point shooter. You got to understand the context. And so it's the same with sacks. It's not – 
Sacks is probably not quite as pronounced as, you know, the quarterback stats and the differences. But just be aware of that when you look at stat numbers for sacks because they they should. There's so many more opportunities now to sack the quarterback than there used to be. So just keep that in mind. But, yeah, look, I think Micah is reminds a lot of – I think the best way to say it, Robbie, he reminds a lot of people of Lawrence Taylor. Now he's got a long way to go before he can ever be – really, you know, compared to Lawrence Taylor. Like you said, Lawrence has three defensive player of the and, uh, and one year first two. That is, that's crazy. Right. His first two years he did that. You know, this is, like I said, the best player defensively ever. Last defensive player to win an MVP. And so you just got to keep that in mind. But Micah, look, he it'll be interesting to watch him. Let me throw this out to you And there's no diss to him, Chris. Not at all. Not at all. No, not at all. Let me throw this out to you. And quickly, because we're going to get to the listeners. Um, Mike, I, I've said, I, Mike has got to be careful with that podcast. I, look, I don't want to get in his pockets, let him make his money, let him do his podcast, that's fine. But, Rob, when you look at most of the players that do, the current players that do it, you have a lot of retired players, obviously. But the current players, for the most part, I might be missing a youngin' out there. But Jason and Travis Kelsey, veterans who've won ch- championships. Draymond Green, veteran who won cha- uh, champion championships. Um, Paul George and Patrick Beverly, not ve- not championships they haven't won, but they're veterans, longtime veterans. You don't see a ton of just young guys, Rob. And my point is, he could say he could say a lot of stuff that could come back to haunt their team or be bulletin board material for other teams because you're just a young guy, you're, you're running off at the mouth, and you have not yet delivered a ring. And so I just think they got to be careful with that. All right, it's the odd couple, Chris and Rob. Rob Parker did not want to address that. I, I don't know. That's that's odd because he loves talking about players having podcasts and, and being no I just I, we're just stuff. so tight on time Chris so I didn't want to go crazy on it but I'm with you on you know I'm I, I you know I got an hour on on players not doing it, especially when they're playing I just think play it's dude tough. there's it, plenty it can, of time for you to do that stuff Chris play you should play focusing on playing so I don't want to be too late I want the callers the listeners to be able to get in that's why I didn't Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Your turn to weigh in, Lawrence Taylor, Micah Parsons. Your thoughts? All right, the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? 